This is a live at Legacy Student Spotlight where we feature students who are positively impacting their culture and community. Good morning. We're sitting here with the Legacy Christian Academy robotics team. I'm talking right now with, oh, it looks like a room full of, of students. Chance Anderson, HUD Construction. Tell me a little bit about this competition. Well, we were given six weeks to build a robot and on these limited supplies they gave us. And so last Saturday is when we all gathered together to show off our products. When we did this, there was 32 teams, and then we all, had our, we all competed against each other. We, they put us on a course together, and we had three minutes to see how many points a robot could gather on the course. And from there, that determined who the best robot was. And, and this uh, robotics competition is more than just building a, a robot. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit more about what is involved with the, the entire process of, of the robotics competition. Well, you start, start out early with a design process. And from there, you build it up on each cycle of theory to practicing a robot to an actual model that actually works well. And also with us is uh, Rachel Jobin. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. It's more than just building the robot. There was a speaking component and some other things, and, and even you had to raise some funds. Um, how, did, how did all that work? Our, our team is really structured like a company, and our robot really serves as our product. So one of our goal after building the robot is to, like, actually sell our robot and our product. Ways we go about this is number one, uh, raising funds. Then another big aspect is booth construction. Then we also go and talk about the engineering process and um, you know how we built our robot, why ultimately our robot is the best and it should be purchased. From there, uh, judges will come around and they, they look at the booth. Are we properly selling our product? So there's a lot of marketing in there. Also, another major aspect is an actual marketing presentation to the judges. Kind of talk about that with the judges as if you were trying to actually sell the robot to a group of people who would potentially buy it and then mass distribute it. Great. And so overall, how did you do? We did really well. In the competition itself, we got eighth place, and that's just um, with, our, with our robot. However, overall, since the overall like major score takes into account uh, your marketing presentation score, your uh, engineering notebook score, and then the presentation and team spirit, uh, with that taken into account, we ended up getting second place. Sitting here with uh, Drew who was the, the head of Booth? Yes, Booth Construction and Design. So what is Booth Construction and Design? So basically in this competition, we have to build a booth that markets our product and our company. So at the beginning of the six-week period, we have to come up with a design within a parameter of eight foot by eight foot by eight foot to uh, market our robot and market our company. How did the booth do in the competition? Uh, it did very well, actually. We had a very high score whenever the judges came around and, and asked about our company and robot. So, we, so, so your booth is, a, is your chief marketing piece, if you would? Yes. Or, it's yeah. basically what we use to actually sell the robot. The next member of the team we're talking to is Brian Lowe, who was the engineering lead on uh, the robotics competition. So, Brian, tell us a little bit about your function on this team. I was head of the engineering notebook, which is documenting everything that goes on with the engineering process and marketing. So I um, took the designs that the engineers came up with, and I put it in a notebook, and I described how they did this. And you had to write a paper that went along with this? Yes, there was a research paper that had to do with mining and safety with robots and mining. It had to correlate to the game, and it had to include history and other things that would be relevant to the game. Did you do that alone, or did you have some help? Um, I had... Uh, two people helped me, my sister Kelsey Lowe and uh, Emma Whaley. Nathan Crutchman led the spirit competition. And tell us a little bit about the spirit competition and what you had to do to help us be successful. First thing I did was I modeled the wonderful t-shirt that 
Rachel Jobin made. It was really nice. I did a good job presenting it. I mentioned how the name came from The Incredibles, and the judges liked The Incredibles. So, so what was that the went name? Well. The Underminers, which is like that little mole guy that appeared at the end of the movie. So, so you had to you had to uh, model the T-shirt to mm-hmm. whom? We were all like in a line. Like every team had their T-shirt, and we were all in a line. We like presented it. And how did the T-shirt uh, or the spirit sex part uh, do in the overall? I don't know, but I imagine I can't imagine it doing poorly because we were really hype. We like Chancho brought a little tiny speaker that was like actually really loud. Right. We all got like the air horn apps. Right. And play that like it was really funny. So when do you do that? I mean, you don't do that when other people are compete competing. So yeah, we do. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's when we do. I it. guess it doesn't mess up a robot, the air horns or anything. So well, well, we were playing like really hype music during the whole time. Yeah. Whole yeah. I like strapped it to my chest. It was really good. Oh, great. <laughs> and also, I brought like party hats and right. then those little blowouts. You right. know what I'm talking about? Like the yep. party blowouts. Yes. And how long was the competition? Like forever. It was like six hours. Six hours of party. Yeah. That's right. So you were wiped out when it was over. Uh, <laughs> no. I, no. I could have kept going. There we go. Rachel Kane, uh, outreach. Outreach. What was the outreach uh, the competition? Well, outreach basically means just getting people involved that aren't in robotics, like knowing about it. So what we did. So you're is, the recruiter. Well, not exactly. It's more like getting people to know about robotics and kind of educating them on like STEM. Tell everybody what STEM is. If they're listening, they don't know what it is. It is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Good. What we did is we went to the lower school as a robotics team, and we gave a little presentation to fifth and sixth graders about all the things that went on in robotics, and we brought like a robotics prototype and let all the kids look at it and like touch it. We had like a little sign-up sheet to get like more information about robotics. So the idea is to get fifth and sixth graders excited about future Mm -hmm. competitions and being part of the robotics club. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and another thing we did is we wrote an article um, about things we were doing, you know, in robotics, and we posted it on a blog, Dallas Morning News blog. And so a lot of people, you know, were looking at that. It generated a lot of interest in the community. All right, back here with Chance talking about the actual engineer of the uh, robot. So first of all, I think the most important thing is we keep calling it the robot, but there's there's the official name and there's the nickname that you've given it. So what is the name of our robot? Well, the official name is the Underminer, but it has become lovingly known as Bruce. Bruce. Why, why Bruce? It's just a fun name. What did this robot have to do? This robot had to uh, either knock stuff down, pick stuff up, or put things in certain areas. Okay. And so that was the objectives we were trying to go for. What did the underminer do? Our robot tried to resemble a dump truck with a grabbing claw in the front. Type of things did it have to pick up? Well, at first it had to uh, be able to pick up a coal drop, which was in something in the, in the suspended ceiling that you would knock a pole down and it would fall. So you had to be able to catch all of those. So the robot goes and knocks down something mm-hmm. and then has to clean up afterwards. Yes, sir. And, and the, the items that were used to build the robot we didn't, weren't able to pick whatever we wanted. We had to use... Uh, they were pre-supplied by the, uh, by the teams. So, so everyone had the same starting point, so everyone was equal. Okay, so what kind of things were in the, the, the startup box? Well, there was a lot of just wood, some metal sheets. There was a lot of just blank material that we had to transform into the robot that we have. Who did the... Uh, so, so you designed the robot? Well, the whole team did. It wasn't just me. The whole team. And, and what, was, what was that design process like? We sort of drew it out informally on the board. And then we went down the detailed sketch, and then we put it in a software called CAD, which visualizes it in a 3D software. Okay. So 
in this in this process, you you had to use critical thinking. You had to use CAD. You had to do public speaking. You had to uh, do engineering design. Uh, you had to have spirit. You had to do outreach. Uh, you had to raise money, which means you had to create a business plan and, and present it to investors. And then you had to try to sell this robot. Yes, sir. So there there are lots of real life skills that that would that are part of this. It tried this whole program tries its best to emulate a real world construction and engineering process of a robot. And a business presentation is just like you would see in the real world. So Chen Wei is here with us and she is the president of the Robotics Club. So Chen Wei, tell us a little bit about what it's like to lead uh, this cadre of students uh, in, in building a robot and going to competition. It is I would say it's difficult because there are several components to the competition that I have to manage other than just building the robot. I have to oversee that all the engineering students meet their deadlines. And like, again, it, we work like and, a company. And they, don't, and they don't procrastinate, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> but yes, we work like a company. So I have to oversee every single aspect of it. So we know that you, you came in second place overall. Yes. Which is fantastic. Thank you. And we have four states competing uh, in Garland yes. uh, on the 14th. Uh, are, are you doing anything to uh, different for the next competition than you did for the last time? It's very high stakes. This is the top tier of all the different hubs across these four different states. And so not only do they have the best robots, but they also have the best marketing teams as well. We are making modifications to our robots so we can get more points. But we're also trying to expand on our marketing so we can get the maximum amount of points in all regions to help our standings. Okay, and when is the regional competition? November fourteenth. No November fourteenth. And where are you competing? competing? Uh, the Garland Event Center. Is anybody welcome to attend? We get points for everybody who shows up, so we really want anybody who wants to make some noise. Okay, so the more people we have out, the more points we get. So the more th the fans that we get from Legacy actually helps you guys do better and move on maybe to the next round. Yes, sir. Perfect. Live at Legacy is a production of Legacy Christian Academy. You can find this episode and more like it on our podcast, available in the iTunes store by searching Legacy Christian Academy or through Satchel on the Android platform.